Good morning, Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. I'm going to begin reading there this morning. Welcome to this morning devotions with Colin and Amanda. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. And uh, here we have, this is the triumphal entry in the first few verses of Jesus into Jerusalem. And then I'm going to pick out the story of the withered fig tree. Verse 12, on the following day when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. So Jesus goes from there to the cleansing of the temple which is a highly significant historical uh, event, but also a highly significant event in the, in the build-up to, to the, the gospel story itself. Jesus actually closes down the temple. It ceases to function for a while. And there's a great furore around there as he drives out the money changers and, uh, and the traders and saying, listen, my father's house is the house of prayer for all nations, so stop it. Um, and that that was in in many ways one of the things that provoked the authorities, especially the Jewish authorities of the day, to ensure that Jesus was gotten rid of. And now then, uh, so it goes on as as out of this uh, incident of the of the cleansing of the temple, verse twenty. As they passed by in the morning. They saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Have faith in the unfailing faithfulness of God. And as we come to pray this morning, we are coming in faith to the God who is the God of mountain moving faith, the God who is the God of history and of nations, the God of kings and kingdoms. And today, as we face another day in lockdown, and look out across a London in lockdown and virtually deserted. Look out across a nation that is increasingly anxious with increasing levels of coronavirus infection touching other parts of Britain. And as we think also of mainland Europe and right across the nations of the world, we are grateful that we can come to the God who is the God of all those nations. So let us pray as we come before him this morning. Our loving Heavenly Father, 
we thank you for your word to our hearts, that your word shows us that you are a faithful God. You are the faithful one and the one of faith. You are the God of the faithful as well. And we trust today in the unfailing love and in the unfailing faithfulness of you yourself. We thank you, Father, for this new day and the mercies that bring it brings. We thank you, Father, for the blessings today, for the sunshine, the fellowship, your provision. We thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you for one another and that we are not alone and that we are linked together in relationship, spiritual relationship, that our prayers count in your presence that your call upon our lives is not dissipated, put on hold, or forgotten during crises or this ongoing process of living in and with the coronavirus lockdown. We thank you, Father, that you are the God of liberation and that you are calling us to a greater experience with you. And we ask, Father, that you would continue to do what only you can do in our hearts and lives. We lift up to you our Prime Minister. Thank you for news of his gradual recovery. Pray that he will totally recover and there'd be no relapse. We pray for the members of Parliament from all the different political parties, those who are of the Cabinet and the Shadow Cabinet and those who are, are the other members, the party spokespeople for and on behalf of all the various parties. We pray that you'd keep them safe and help them work together in particularly in making decisions that would help us in our fight and battle against this coronavirus. And we ask, Father, that the spiritual intention behind your allowance of this phenomenon to be fulfilled we ask, Father, that there would be an even greater sense of God consciousness, Christ-centeredness, and Holy Spirit fullness. Let these things operate in our hearts and lives. We pray for our brothers and sisters. We pray, Father, that they would be kept safe and would be strong and would grow and fruit would emerge. Yes. We pray for the Church of Jesus Christ, for her unity we pray, Father, for the unity of the Spirit to be upheld in the bond of peace and the unity of the faith to be realized in the fullness of your times. We ask, Father, that all division and acrimony will cease, and in place of that, there will be harmony and unity and blessing. And we pray, Father, that you would silence the enemy and the avenger. Pray, Father, that you will give your people ability to refute every tongue that is used in accusation against God's people. For we serve the intercessor who intercedes and not subject to the accuser who accuses the brethren. Mm. We thank you, Father, for the cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ as we renew our hearts and cleanse our consciences before you afresh today. And we ask that you would take us today, use us, fill us with your Holy Spirit. And let us be fruitful for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. Amen.
Now, Amanda, I wonder if you would be kind enough to pray. I think we've had one or two uh, requests that have come in. There have been quite a few requests for praise and appreciation. And there was a really, really beautiful uh, uh, email of, of encouragement to you and me. Mm -hmm. um, and we really appreciate that. And you did ask for it not to be shared publicly. Okay, we understand that. But I just wanted to acknowledge it, that it was very kind of you to, to recognize the efforts that Amanda and I are making and how we are we are so so committed to helping you see see yourself through this process. While Amanda is is checking on those things, I wanted to say Mark 11 was that reading. And if we have time, I may come back to, it, to add a few more notes to it before we leave this morning. But the full Bible reading is on Judges 12, Jeremiah 25, and Acts 16. Judges 12, Jeremiah 25. Acts 16, as well as Mark 11, and I just did some, some reading from that. And the full uh, schedule Bible reading pro program is available from Revival Times. You go to kt.org, find Revival Times, and go there to see the issue of Mark, of April, rather, and uh, there's one or two Revival Times extra things for you to look at as well. Here's a number if you want to contact us by text or Message this morning, 07570 uh, 07570261697. You would have thought I'd memorized that by mm. now, but it, it, it's here in front of me. So, it Amanda, you've got some things to pray. Yeah. There's just one uh, serious prayer request in this morning, but I also want to say to Jessica, uh, your prayer request came in just after we came off yesterday. So, we just prayed for you and hope that you had good results at the hospital. Uh, this prayer request this morning is for a one-year-old boy, Yara, is Candace's son, and uh, she's one of our cell members. And he was diagnosed last night with a tumor on his kidney. And he's going to Great Ormond Street this morning for further tests. And the prayer request is, please pray for divine intervention. Yes, of course we will pray for that. Um, <clears throat> so we're just going to pray for Yara right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus this morning, we lift this little boy before you this morning. Yes, Father, Lord. you are his creator. You know every detail of his body, every organ created by you. And Father, we just take authority over this tumor that is on his kidney this morning. And we command it in the name of Jesus, just like in Mark, yes, we were talking about in Mark 11, we speak to this mountain and we commanded to go in yes, Jesus' Lord. name. Father, we pray that you would heal this little boy, that he would grow to be a young man who would love and serve you. Father, we just commit him to you this morning and say, Lord, have your perfect way in this child's yes, life. Lord. We pray for Candace at this time. Father, we pray that you would comfort her, that you would just help her with any anxiety as a parent this morning, Lord, strengthen her, strengthen her. And as our cell leader ministers to her, strengthen her, give her wisdom, Lord God, to speak into this situation and let everything be done to the glory and honor of your holy name. Amen. 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 And amen. You know, one of the major uh, issues that is being thrown up into focus uh, as a result of the coronavirus shutdown um, and and that is that is the issue of, of mental health and um, Amanda and I have been thinking about this and praying about this 
and I've been doing a little bit of work on it. I know that there are many places where people who are experiencing mental health issues can go for help. There are a good number of, of websites, including the National Health website, that has a whole section dedicated to mental health. And, and there are a number of very helpful and practical things that, that are being suggested there. I mean, just, just record, I'm not trying to cover the whole subject now, but just to raise it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and that is that uh, one of the things is don't, don't, don't allow yourself to be watching, you know, uh, wall to wall, morning, noon and night, um, coronavirus updates and news uh, from around the world. You know, the news cycle, uh, the news is cycled over and over again. If you watch some of the continual news news programs, Sky News and BBC News, um, that's on a cycle. So it's kind of like every hour you might get a few developments, but it's, it's repeated and repeated and repeated. And um, I know we were pretty glued to all that stuff at the in very the beginning. Yes. Yeah, in the beginning, we wanted no. to be up for it. And I get, like some of you do, of course, I get the government's updates. I registered for that to get the updates, and and they come three, four, five, six a day or more. And you can you can actually refuse to have so many. But I, I try to keep up with everything that is happening, so that here from our home we can be completely up to date. But it, it's not it's not good. Uh, the other thing, it's not good to have your mind so full of those negative things, far better put on some worship. And we want to in increase the worship content on K uh, KTTV. And that's why after today, we're going to go back to to a song that uh, was sung recently at, at KT on our Sunday service to, I was going to say, cheer you up. Well, why not? Certainly to lift your spirits and turn your eyes towards Jesus. But um, so there's this thing about having your mind filled with so many negative things. And then then there is then there is fear, the fear that comes in. Then there's anxiety that comes in and even perhaps perhaps depression when when people's physical state isn't quite up, up, up to standard. So what, what they're suggesting is make sure that you have a schedule, that you map out your day. You don't you know, if you're at home shut in, uh, you, you're not at work, you've been furloughed or. You don't have a job. Uh, you need to structure your day, mm. and um, you can do that in a in a in a very positive way. Yes, I want to just say to the cell leaders out there who are doing an amazing job, but many of you have people in your cells who have mental health issues who are diagnosed receiving medical treatment for mental health issues. I just want to encourage you. I know you're doing it, but I want to encourage you to just keep a special eye on those cell members and make sure that they have daily contact with other cell members through media, whatever way you communicate. Mm. But be particularly conscious of them because I had three calls yesterday from people in that situation and some quite serious. So I just want to encourage you yeah. to really be mindful of them as you are indeed, but be even more mindful of them at this particular time. Uh, and we're, cer we're certainly going to pray. But I'll just, as I've started, I'll just go through a few more things, you know, on what some of these reputable websites are saying, you know, about structuring your day, uh, not letting your mind be totally dominated by thoughts of coronavirus. And for us as believers, of course, we know that we may not know the future, but we know the one who holds the future in his hands and, and not being afraid, but rather confessing our faith in Christ and focusing on the good things and the positive things and being grateful. One of the one of the 
biggest recommendations from many of these websites that try to help people, reputable websites that try to help people with mental illness is it's about gratitude. It's mm -hmm. gratitude. There's a, a, a whole understanding now amongst psychologists and psychiatrists that uh, having a positive mental attitude of gratitude and just for 10 minutes in one of these um, applications actually say, you know, 10 minutes every day before you go to sleep, 10 minutes every day, thank, just be thankful. And they're not necessarily Christian. So they're not saying give thanks to Jesus or thanks to the Lord, but just be thankful. I don't know how you can be thankful if you have nobody to be thankful to. You can be, have something to be thankful for, oh, yes. but you need to have somebody to be thankful to. So the desire that we have to be thankful actually is a pointer to the existence of a loving God who is taking care of us. So thank, thankfulness. Also um, being, being careful um, to maintain social contact. Um, this is particularly difficult for some people who have social anxiety or, or very, various pho pho um, phobia, phobias um, and people who also have a fear of, of, of being judged and, and who are feeling pretty low in, this, in their self-worth and self-esteem. That's the last thing people feel like doing sometimes, particularly the introverted people, is to say, hi, hello, how are you? I'm feeling miserable. Um, you know, will you cheer me up? It doesn't work that way, but it's important. That's why Amanda's little word to the cell leaders and cell members, please, please watch out for for one another. And there's something else that that they will ask us to do um, is to be is to keep our exercise up, keep our exercise routine. And um, I have <laughs> actually slipped away from this and I, I keep meaning to get back to it because I have. Uh, an exercise routine which is which is quite significant it's not like going to the gym and and, and doing big stuff but it does uh, work the major muscle groups of the body in such a way as to deal with um with a lot of the um well inactivity. yeah deal with a lot of the inactivity and um so i hesitate to say i don't know if, if you'll hold me to account for that but i really i really want to get back to that and so the government allows you to go for a walk so long as you do it keep keeping social distance one purpose of a walk a day some exercise and even doing that um particularly in the sunshine um, and to to go out is remarkably elevating for for your mood and that's not just to say if you do these simple things an app in a day will keep the doctor away i'm not i'm not saying that but i'm just saying that there are some pointers that will help uh, for people who are struggling with uh, mental um, uh, issues health issues uh, mental health issues and so on and of course then uh, that get help if you find your, that your mood is slipping uh, more deeply into depression or anxiety in, in a kind of way that it's becoming more and more obvious to you that you need help, then please get help. And um, you, you can call our pastoral hotline. Let me give that to you uh, again. The pastoral hotline will be very, very useful for you. And there isn't a, a bunch of clinical psychologists or psychiatrists waiting on the pastoral team to take your call. I know that. But our pastoral team are skilled pastoral carers 
and they can point you in the right direction if you feel you need more help other than the very competent help that they will give you and certainly an ear, a listening ear. Here it is, 020-7908-1700. So I'm going to, just going to pray mm -hmm. for them. Did you want to? Mm -hmm. No, I want to, when you pray, include uh, children who are estranged from one or other of their parents at this time and who are not able to visit. Well, they are actually able to visit, but circumstances may mean all children under the 18, according to government ruling, can visit another home provided it's safe. But there may be other reasons why they're not allowed to visit a parent mean, at this mean, time. So, so if the parent's household is divided, the children can visit the yes, other household. Provided, provided it's, it's safe and there's no safe. one. At, so yeah. please include those when you pray. Yeah. So. And also, I, I want to include in this, which is a related matter, the incidence of a domestic abuse and domestic violence that's being reported to the police has gone up in, in, in London and, I, I guess, across our society. And um, this is also about praying for married couples and families where there is family tension uh, and where 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 there is uh, perhaps a bit of history of violence or abuse or a, a potential marital breakdown the this isolation and shut-in situation can exacerbate that and again if you know of any instances please report them and if you know of any people with needs please let us know and also um, if you know somebody who's going through this get them also to come for help mm -hmm. okay Perfect, yeah. yes shall we pray father we lift up to you the whole issue of mental health and we know that you desire that we should be whole mentally physically emotionally spiritually and in every other way and we thank you for the joy that there is in the healing power of jesus and the knowledge of that to give us a sound mind, a saved mind, and a mind that is under the control of the Holy Spirit, that is under the constraints and restraints of the Holy Spirit. We ask, Father, for a wave of healing, psychological healing and emotional healing. We pray that that would come as clearly as, as physical healing comes. Yes, we yes. pray for children to be safe and protected in the homes and that children who are suffering from mental health issues We'll find the help. Sometimes they don't quite know how to speak up for themselves. But we pray, Father, for, for the ministry of parents and relatives and friends and cell members and cell leaders who will be able to keep an eye out for them. And we pray, Father, against all forms of domestic abuse and violence. And we pray, Father, that there would be a way of escape for people who yes, are trapped Lord. during this mm -hmm. coronavirus. And so we ask you to help us be vigilant in all these things and let your holy name be honored. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. Amen. Okay. Well, just a few comments back from Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. So this is a miracle. The withered fig tree. And every time I say that, I have to work very hard not to make a mistake that I made once when I preached about it. And I called it the feathered wig tree. I don't quite know why that is there. It's just a peculiar mind. Or maybe I'm thinking about, you know, the need to have some kind of, you know, 
help and attention to we, we haven't got barbers uh, but uh, maybe I'll fish out a wig or two have you got a spare wig of me all right okay Sorry, but it is I'll not help. the feathered wig tree it is the <laughs> withered fig tree and this fig tree withered um, as a result of a faith statement of Jesus and it was a faith statement if if affecting a particular physical manifestation. It actually is a curse. Jesus cursed the fig tree. And curses are real. And that's why we have to be careful not to curse, but to bless. Yes. For God did not call us to inherit a curse, but to inherit a blessing. And therefore, he did not call us to curse, but to bless. When you bless, you speak well of somebody. My mother used to say, if you can't speak well of anybody, then don't say anything at all. And there'd be a lot of silent people in the world if we took my mother's advice. But better than just being silent, let's yes. learn to speak well of each other. And, and a curse is like speaking ill and evil of somebody. Do you realize that, that you're cursing somebody when you speak evil of them or sp don't speak well of them? Uh, and so now that's bad enough because words themselves have an effect. But it's worse than this because the words that we speak with evil intent can become an opportunity for the enemy to operate a curse pronouncement in the supernatural realm. Mm. We'll come back onto this when I get onto my teaching on God's word in your mouth. I'll be doing that some of it tonight in our Wednesday evening prayer meeting. We have got to know what it means to put God's word in our mouth and for that to be as powerful as his word in his own mouth. And that's what this passage is about. So uh, there's the story. The curse was there. It was it was predictive and, and, and an active parable relating to the lifting of the kingdom from Israel. Uh, and that's the whole story, the cleansing of the temple and the rejection of Messiah. But... It's not this theological, historical event, this theologically uh, historical event that has theological significance that, that, attached, uh, that attracted Peter's attention. He just said, wow, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. In other words, how did you do that? Wow, I'm impressed. And the Bible says Jesus answered and said, it wasn't a question. It wasn't really a question. Well, it was a question, but it was a statement. Uh, he, said, he said, look, the, the, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. It was a statement of fact. But behind that was this implication is, wow, I'm impressed by that. How did you do it? Maybe even I'd like to get to do that being able to speak in such a way that your words have effect in the physical realm. And that is very much the whole word of faith teaching in the Bible, that the word of your mouth, which comes from a heart of, full of faith in a revealed promise of God, will have an effect. It is called confessing the word of God, making biblical declarations. And that's why we need to learn to make strong biblical declarations, which are for good and not for evil, which are for blessing and not for cursing, which are about the fulfillment of the promise rather than complaining for the lack of answers to prayer. Have 
faith in God, Jesus says, which literally means have the faith of God, have God's kind of faith, have the same kind of faith that God has in his own word. When God declares a thing, he doesn't doubt it. And so when we pick up the word of God and declare it without doubt in our hearts whatsoever, moving in that level of faith, our very words will produce effects in the spiritual realm, Amen. in the mental realm, and the emotional realm, and in the physical realm. Maybe we'll come back to more of that teaching later, but it does link with this whole idea of mental health. Mm. Um, and that, for example, the surest way of changing your behavior is changing your thinking. And the surest way of changing your thinking is changing your perception and your believing. And if you see things in the light of the word of God, you will have much more of a positive mental attitude that will even embarrass Dale Carnegie, the author of Positive Thinking. It's not positive thinking. It's even more than that. It is spiritual thinking, having a spiritual mind. And what we do when we're tired or feeling a bit low or anxious or, or, or upset about what's happening or feel that somebody has offended against us and we are ruminating, ruminating on our situation, this negative rumination just goes on in a repetitive cycle that becomes <laughs> a downward spiral. But the moment we stop that and say, I will give thanks to the living God, I'm not going to ignore the reality of my situation, but I'm going to accept the reality of God's perspective. And we speak those words of faith and of joy. And it's not about demanding and it's not about expecting always to have an easy time. But it is certainly about believing that God is for us. He is faithful. And what he's done for us in the past, he can do it again. 